It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie, it's you, Jamie. Don't be alarmed, but I think there's a guy following you. Maybe we should get that guard dog we talked about? Nothing too scary, maybe like a Bichon with an attitude? You know, Progressive's collision insurance covers injured dogs and cats at no extra cost, so... Wait, the guy stood up when I stood up. He's on the phone. He's looking right at me. Oh, wait, it's just my reflection. Don't tell anyone about this. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Pet coverage not available in New Hampshire and North Carolina. Here's Favors driving to the rack. He's going high. He's going to take all the eggs and all the bacon on that one with a left-hand dribble drive to the rim. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 30th of September. Optimism abounds, but then I get really nervous. We'll talk about that, plus some really interesting comments from Quinn Snyder about Gordon Hayward, Derek Favors, and more, plus some more observations, what's going on at camp. It's all today on Locked On Jazz. Little extra today, little extra. It's a Friday. Hope you're great. Thanks for tuning in. We've had a super week. Our numbers are mammoth. I appreciate you very much. I hope we're bringing you content that makes your day. Uh, I played around with a new technology feature this morning called Anchor. Um, it's a two-minute audio. I think it might be cool. For the last year, I've tried to use Snapchat and Instagram to give you short little previews to games and this might be a better way to do it of some short form stuff we'll still obviously have the podcast i'm not sure i think that this channel is the best place to drop uh you know two three minute things like boone and i did the other day maybe this is a better way and then you guys still subscribe here and listen i don't know feel free to tell me what you think uh so that's just you can check that out it's a new app it's called anchor i don't don't know if it's going to work or not but i like new technology i thought facebook live worked pretty well yesterday so we'll keep that for right now on thursdays uh and and let it roll from there so hope that's good thanks for all your support on these crazy little ventures today's show is brought to you by SeatGeek. Use the promo code LOJAZZ, that's LOJAZZ, and get a $20 rebate from SeatGeek after your first purchase. We'll tell you a little bit more about why you should use SeatGeek a little bit later in the program. Uh, Austin Horton over at the uh, Zone uh, did a nice thing for me and put some pieces together. And so, because I thought he asked some great questions to Quinn the other day, so I'll have those sound bites uh, for you in the show. It's also Alan Horton of Lockdown Wolves is using sound, and uh, he and I are close friends, and he's totally upstaging me, doing a much better podcast than me, and it's making me jealous. And so, therefore, I felt like I had to put some sound into the podcast to show that I could match um, Alan's expertise. Truly, that's that's see the lockdown. Lockdown Podcast Network is is upping my game. Uh, across the Lockdown Podcast Network, there's just awesome stuff. If you're an NFL fan, uh, guys are loaded today with, with super insight. Uh, particularly, by the way, if you're a Giants or a Vikings fan, they did a crossover promo, uh, podcast that is just terrific this week. And then on the NBA channel, there's just cool cool stuff. Allen stuff. You got to care. You know, some of it's caring about the league. Some of it's caring about the teams, frankly. Uh, Allen just did a great show today about uh, 
Minnesota, how they approach things. Some great sound bites from Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, there's also a really good show uh, by the Celtics crew about Marcus Smart adding his shooting, and the Mavericks crew did a show on Seth Curry. So a lot of really neat stuff that's that's out there for you. Uh, almost every show is full at this point. All right, uh, let's do our pins across the world, and uh, should be you know as we always do. Please feel free to send me yours at dlock. Zero nine at gmail.com. Yesterday I went recent, um, so today I'm going to go past. That's kind of how I'm doing it, so feel free to send yours in. You never know uh, when it might get read. Let's head back. We're going to Spencer Brown. This was sent in on December 11th of 2015. Thanks for all you do. I can never get enough jazz uh, and NBA. My first memory of the jazz was Stockton hitting the shot in 97 when I was six years old. After that, I grew up telling my mom I wanted to be John Stockton when I grew up and hating MJ and the Bulls with a fiery passion. I grew up in Salt Lake City and my friends from home and I still refer to ourselves as the Blue Crew in honor of the powder blue alternate jerseys we wore in 2007. Ironically, I'm listening now from Chicago. I've lived for the last four years as a student at the University of Chicago. Yeah, Spencer, great schools will take you places that you never thought you'd go. Congratulations. Uh, I go watch the Jazz play in the United Center every year when they come, and I already have my tickets to the game in March. Last year was especially sweet watching them blow out the Bulls at home, hoping for more games the same this year. That is from Spencer Brown. Please send me your pin where you listen to the show from at dlock09 at gmail.com. All right, let's do our tip-off story of the day. So I am as optimistic as anyone comes. I mean, I can look at this team and see us win 50 games. I can get, uh, you know, I, I, can, I can get really, really crazy excited about where this team might go, what it's capable of doing, all of, all of those kind of things. And then I think you've got to take a second, and, and I'm going to do that today, where, boy, some other guys might be good too. Uh, you know, I'm listening to Minnesota, and that offense at the end of last year was elite-level juggernaut. They outscored the Warriors and Blazers in two wins. And then you add in Thibodeau, and suddenly, you know what? They, they, they might be pretty good. I mean, they might be a playoff team. And if they're a playoff team, well, I'm pretty certain that, as we talked about, Houston's going to be a top-five playoff team in – or offensive team, which makes them a playoff team. And you know what? Denver's got a lot of talent. I don't know if I think they're a playoff team or not, but it makes you begin to begin to wonder whether or not, you know, how hard it's going to be. And I, I guess what I'm, what I'm trying to say is, yeah, I do kind of, I look at Vegas. Vegas has us at 47.5 as our number. And I generally think that that's a reasonable number. I think there's a chance we get to 50, but you know what? There's an equal chance of us getting to 50, of us getting to 44, right? If we're really honest about it and don't go nuts about the optimism that's out there, we're equally as likely of getting to that number. And you start to look at what Vegas projects. So they have the Warriors at this insane number of 66.5. And they have the Clippers, who I said yesterday I think is – are, you know, I, I like the Clippers actually a little bit more than I like the Spurs at 53.5. They have the Spurs at 56.5. And then and then they drop and then it drops to Utah. So then we're sitting at 47.5, which Portland's sitting at 46.5. 
Houston, who I mentioned I like, Vegas doesn't. They think they just won't be able to defend and maybe not stay healthy at 41.5. Memphis, who honestly I don't love a lot, they have 43.5. I would go under on, uh, you know, Minnesota's at 41.5. This gets tight, right? This gets really, really tight along the way. And so... Yeah, I'm I'm crazy optimistic about this year, but I think sometimes you got to still kind of look back and say, "Wow, it's it's not like we're gonna. I don't think we're gonna run away from these un- other teams. If we get to fifty, we do probably run away from. But more likely is that they're all going to be just clustered together. I mean, Vegas has us as the four seed, and that's pretty awesome. Portland is the five. Thunder is the six. I think Memphis seven. Houston is eight. I mean, I think Houston elite level offensively, and they may be just terrible defensively, are going to be pretty tough. And are we really willing to just count out Dallas? I mean, Dallas is a non-playoff team at 39.5, according to Vegas. I mean, that's what they still have Dirk and – Wesley Matthews comes back his second year. Some really interesting quotes from Wesley in his uh, in his media day about how different he feels this year. And Darren Williams is not terrible. J.J. Beret is pretty darn good. I don't know what Seth Curry's going to be. That feels like they're a threat. Houston's I've talked about an awful lot. I'm, Memphis I, I worry about because they have absolutely no bench. But that starting five of Conley, Allen, Chandler Parsons, Zach Randolph, and Marcus Gasol is certainly real. Minnesota to me at 41.5, I, I I think they're a 44-win team. I, I think they're going to be terrific. I think Carl Anthony Towns is that good. I just, you know, the margin of error, maybe for us, may, maybe the best way to say it is with our optimism, is that our margin of error is still a little bigger than some others. You know, Minnesota's margin's pretty small, and Memphis is small, and Houston's is smaller. And so maybe Utah, Portland, and the Thunder have the, you know, are four through six. And so we have a little bit more of a margin for error. But I find myself getting, you know, crazily excited and thinking about the fact that the Jazz could maybe win 50 games and the fact that the Jazz could then, um, you know, uh, do some do some insanely awesome things, and then I kind of, okay, like, like let's put it on the bell curve as we talk about it. If, if 50 is going up, then you know what, at 47.5, then we're probably just as likely to be at 44. 44 probably still makes the playoffs, which makes you feel pretty comfortable about making the playoffs, but I think it's a reminder of, of how, that this still, there's a lot of teams out there, and this still could be, could be really hard. I, 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 maybe not. Maybe that's just me. Uh, there's also there's a moment in training camp I will share with you where, you know, for two, day, two three days you sit there and everything is pure optimism. It's going to be incredible and da-da-da. And then, quite frankly, you watch enough that you say, okay, well, that weakness is still there and this weakness is still there and this player still has that problem. And I, I'll be honest, I think I hit that a little bit yesterday where I was watching us and – there's just a huge difference of who George Hill is, and there's a mammoth difference of what Boris Diaw brings. And Joe Johnson's just such a pro. Just Joe Cool is awesome. But you, but you still see I, – I, I don't want – I'm not going to say what, but you still see little things like, ah, nah, uh, 
and those those moments. So maybe yesterday was the one day where you decide like the crazy optimism that has been flying is a little nutty. Uh, and I, I guess I'm tempering that. Uh, a little bit. Today's show is brought to you by SeatGeek. SeatGeek is an app for your phone that compiles all of the various tickets from different places in one spot for so you can get the best options. You don't have to worry about going somewhere else. So download the app SeatGeek. Then when you get to it, you can go to whatever event you're interested in seeing, whether it's Maroon 5 coming up October 8th, whether it's November 19th Utah at Oregon uh, game, or whether it's BYU on September, you know, to tonight against Toledo. If you you could look at that right now and, and go find tickets for as low as $38. Look, 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 here's, here's a cool example. Let's, let's do it exactly now. So if we were looking at the Oregon-Utah game, the next part of it is on your app. You see the stadium, and it shows you where the tickets are, and it tells you which seats are good purchases and which ones are not. So there's a in Section 13, there's a red small red circle. Someone's trying to sell their ticket for $493. And SeatGeek's like, don't do that. You can go right across the stadium and get a much better ticket for $150 less. So you can go out over here in the corner and see Utah, Oregon for 110 uh, or even that same spot at 93 on the other. And so it shows you where the best tickets are. So not only does SeatGeek compile all of the t- tickets for you from all of the different locations, but they also give you and show you what the best deals are. Right now, they would tell you that for that Utah-Oregon game, a Section 27 seat for $110 is the best deal uh, in the house uh, that you could find. For BYU-Toledo tonight, you might decide, I want to go to that game tonight. Just download the SeatGeek app, enter in the promo code LOJAZZ, and what you'll find out is there aren't that many seats available, but there's some in Section 148 for 35 bucks. That's the best seat available, and you buy it right now, and you get it on your phone, and you walk right into the stadium. It's that easy. Download the SeatGeek app, put in LOJAZZ as your promo code, and you get a $20 rebate when you are done. All right, let's go to some of the Quinn Snyder sound uh, that I thought was really interesting the other day. Austin Horton asked a bunch of good questions. And, God, I want to start with Gordon. We're talking about leadership. I, I still think there is a leadership void. Joe Johnson was talking the other day about how when he was on the, the Suns, everybody, whatever Steve Nash did, everybody did, and they always had ten players together, and they were out. To, we're, we're not that group. Uh, that, that's not who this group is. It's not a bunch of big personalities. There's not a ringleader. Uh, maybe someone's going to develop. That would be nice. It's not a group that – it's a group that gets along beautifully, but they don't go out very often as a pack of 14 or anything like that. Um, and so that's something that needs to develop. And I thought it was interesting what – but they still – they're getting leadership. And it was interesting to hear that Quinn Snyder, while talking about Gordon Hayward's work ethic and the work he put in with Johnny Bryant, which was just insane. The last thing he talks about here is leadership. For one thing, he got to spend time with his family, and that's probably the best thing. He got to spend a lot of time with Johnny Bryant, and Johnny's terrific. Gordon's work ethic was terrific, and they got a lot done, a lot of things specifically kind of designed for him, and just the consistency and the effort he had I think were really, really important and good. I think for all the guys to see him around and see him working, you know, there's an enthusiasm and an example there that said that's pretty good. Those workouts were incredible. Uh, you, when you see Gordon in person, if you have not already, he's about 235. His upper body's mammoth. The game looks very easy to him. But he was in at 7 a.m. every day uh, just 
just going to work. Uh, the other one I thought was really eye-opening was when he got into favors, and again, Austin asked him about this to Austin's credit, and when he talked about favors, the first one was just maybe us all kind of learning something about Derek that we didn't all know before in what his care level is. Really good place. Really good place. Derek has a great capacity to feel. Like, there's a depth to him as a person. Sometimes the fact that he's going to be quiet in certain situations, but he's very aware. And I think last year, some of the little nagging things that he battled, like, it hurt him mentally that he's not, you know, where he, I want to be where I want to be. You know, I want to be able to make this play, help my teammates. And his focus has not only been on basketball, but just all the habits. And he's put himself in a condition physically that's really good. And I think there's a confidence about him that comes from that. And I think that's very true. I, I feel comfortable that I know Derek pretty well. This is a passionate guy who who wants to do well, wants to have you feel, uh, you know, proud of him. And those injuries took something out of him. Scared him a little, I think, as well. I think it, part of the reason his work ethic this offseason was so good is that um, it, it, I think it scared him a little. I think he wants his body to be better and more secure and and healthier and to back up, uh, you know, give him confidence that it's going to be all right by working this hard. Uh, and, and that's been a lot of it. He, at times, has looked unreal. And he might have an incredible year. Um, Dan Clayton wrote at Salt City Hoops recently about how he's much better than any of us realize. You know, he has never played with a stretch four before. You know, there's a lot of guys on this Jazz roster whose skill set feels like it would be a lot better if we could spread the floor. And and there's a chance that we're going to see Derek Favors playing with Boris Diaw, who stretches the floor, playing with Joe Johnson, who definitely stretches the floor, playing with uh, Trey Lyles and definitely have them stretch the floor. And I, I think that might be something we've never considered. Now, Derek's got to do better defensively as the primary big in those circumstances. That's not an area uh, where he has been great. But if you go play around a little bit with, with some of Derek's numbers last year, um, it, it's he, he never, like he didn't, he got eight minutes a game with Trey Lyles. He actually wasn't particularly better in those circumstances. Um, he never really, you know, percentage of shots areas you kind of I looked around I was trying to find things that would say to me like oh he was he was much better it it, it doesn't show uh in that regard so you know I just think he hasn't had enough time and we haven't had real shooters that are threats that make teams you know if Derek gets the ball down the block right now and you have George Hill and Rodney Hood and Gordon Hayward and Boris Diaw or Trey Lyles on the floor or Joe Johnson, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing as a defense? Uh, you know, again, last year he played nine minutes a night generally with Trevor Booker, and he was fine. Uh, but that's that's not a space floor. So I, we just don't have data on whether or not uh, Derek Favors with a stretch floor, can become a dominant low block one-on-one player. And teams just don't double anymore. You know, I, I was talking with him the other day about this, and 
you know, he was just great in practice. And I just was talking about it. And, and he said, well, I have a lot of room. And I said, he, he goes, when they, and he says, when they double, um, I'll be able to kick it back out. And, uh, and so I, I said to him, you know, nobody doubles anymore. And he's like, I hope that's true. And that I think just will be, uh, really, really interesting uh, to see what happens with that. All right, here's some more. I thought this was interesting. I'm going to put two together from Quinn um, on getting to know Derek better as well as just kind of the whole process of trust that the Jazz are three years into with Quinn. It hasn't, like, been hard for me with Faith. Mm-hmm. It's just usually there's a process, you know. It's like you get to know your players at different rates. I think there was always the relationship or the beginnings of and the growth, you know, through that. I think for, for, for me at least, I hope he agrees, I understand him better you know i think i can read him better and hopefully that means i can coach him better i think that's important people that sometimes and i'm the same way i mean i don't like just trust immediately you know and and i think there's a there's a time and you know you have to go through things together i mean you really don't know someone until something bad happens (laughs) those were just insightful comments quinn's terrific at this stuff and that last one's really true i mean we're built we're, we're focusing so much on the jazz build incorporating these three new players when very much of, I think what's really going on is probably uh, the, the primary story is the rest of the players knowing who Quinn is, not being surprised by things, being comfortable, knowing what's expected uh, and being ready for the season. And, you know, as Dennis Lindsay says, players talk with their feet and our guys were here an awful lot this off season with the coaches, with everyone and knowing, uh, you know, feeling comfortable about what they were doing, who was supporting them, and how they were getting better. And I think that's a huge, huge part uh, of what you're seeing uh, with the Jazz. By the way, uh, you know, the Jazz do play Monday against Portland. So if you want more about Portland, Eric Gunderson hosts Locked on Blazers, and they've done some good shows. He did a show about Evan Turner and how he fits in uh, yesterday. Now for around the rest of the NBA Interesting story about out of the from USA Today. The NBA are going to allow teams to use hardwired connections for the bench to review, cut video with immediate access, transfer video between bench personnel and locker rooms. Um, so this is the first time that live video. The Jazz have been on the forefront of this with their iPads on the bench, but it's been it has to be cut up from the back and then brought to the deck. This is um, this is. Different. This is going to be team personnel seated on the bench uh, are going to be able to do this. Um, so now there are certain things that are prohibited. And so there still is, you know, they are not allowed to use cell phones, smartphones, BlackBerry devices, PDAs, laptops, or communicate with other individuals. Uh, team communication to and from the locker room must be via in-person interaction. So there's still some limits on this, but it's it's changing a little bit of what teams are going to be able to do when they're uh, on their, you know, with technology. I, I find that interesting uh, to see what happens there. A few other news notes for you. I mentioned actually earlier an interesting podcast about Marcus Smart trying to change his shot and what's and what's going on there? Um, you know, I we all get so excited this time of year, and, and I and I love the fact that we do. Um, but I I wonder on some of these stories. But you know, Dante's one who we're believing we're believing that on Dante. Like, can Dante really change his entire shot? 
uh, and what he's doing. So it should be curious to see. Tim Duncan and Kevin Garnett are supposed to be both going to be coaching. As Frank Isola wrote something that Tim Duncan's going to end up playing. We'll see what happens to that. By the way, Ben Golliver in the Real GM podcast kind of viewed my same thing about the Spurs. His big point was that the Spurs, four big men, only one is returning, and that's LaMarcus Aldridge. And that they have really turned over the backside of their team uh, almost entirely. So interesting perspective uh, to see uh, from that standpoint. All right, well, that's kind of what I've got for you today. We'll have a single practice today. Should be a lot of fun. And that is today's edition of Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, brought to you by SeatGeek. Use the promo code LOJAZZ to get your $20 rebate after your first purchase with SeatGeek. Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feed every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday, we talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now, wherever you get podcasts, and hit that subscribe button.